Take a deep breath in. Release, relax, let go. Get grounded and get into your body. Oh, that feels good. Thank you, thank you, thank you everyone for being here and for coming to listen to this show. I have Candace Box on the show with me today. Hey, Candace. Hello, hello, Clem. I actually have the privilege today to spend some time with this birthday girl who is um, sharing this podcast with me <laughs> on her birthday. I'm yes. literally cheersing with oh, her. Wait, cheers. 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 A beautiful glass of wine to Bocha. So happy birthday. Plink. Yes. You've got white wine. I've got some kombucha. I don't know what my husband, what flavor my husband made, but mm. Mm. yes, refreshing at the end of the day. <laughs> we are discussing a wonderful book that, oh, first I have to tell you who Candace is. <laughs> Everyone, you have to meet my friend, but also my mentor and my coach and my healer, and she's also a conscious relationship coach did i say that right you sure did i conscious relationship coach you've only had one glass so far (laughs) just one glass and and she was reading or is reading this book and i thought okay i have to i have to read it also it's called the future of love by daphne what is her name rose kinma daphne rose kinma and you know, as as my coach here specializes in relationships, she studies it quite a bit. And my husband and I have been married 23 years and I thought, I need that book too. <laughs> so we're gonna discuss it. Welcome to the show, Candace. Thank you, thank you, Clem. So we're gonna start by just kind of giving the premise of it. And I took a little, a little notes, but in the first chapter, she talks about Relationships as we have known them are over, and love as we live it is being born anew. If you haven't already encountered this truth in your own life, then all you have to do is look around. Our relationship lives are falling apart. There isn't one of us who hasn't had an agony or a heartbreak or a shattering divorce or a frightening nightmare or night alone on the couch. Life has defined our mythic picture of what a real relationship should look like. And although from within our own poignant experience, we know that relationships aren't the solution to everything. We still keep seeking them, wanting them, hoping they will make us totally happy, that they will give us ourselves. I thought that was pretty profound because being with the same person for a really long time, she did in the book also mention how we we make our partner into our God. We want that person to give us everything like in a God status, like everything we want in our life, abracadabra, here you go from one person. Oh Are you, gosh. Is, isn't that <laughs> what you're seeing from oh, absolutely. clients? I mean, we, I, I hold a workshop called Relationship Workshop 
Um, and I have several different couples, and especially as they are going through this process, they're realizing how much expectation they have put on their partners based on their parents or society. And with that, they're literally trying to pull their needs out of the other person, especially validation, right? And that can actually ruin a relationship because we can't always validate our partner, especially if we're not feeling good. So ultimately, you know, especially with what she's talking about, there have been nightmarish relationships. But if we take a look at them, they are literally our beautiful spiritual guide to understanding ourselves, right? And that's the main premise for Relationship Reset Workshop is to begin to like reset ourselves, come from a place with no expectations and instead share with each other where we're at in truth and honesty and understand where we are so we can support each other in this moment so we can grow into a more amazing place in the future. I agree that I I think <laughs> for years I put so much expectation of this is how it's supposed to go like this is what you're supposed to do as a husband and we have our roles um, but I did put a lot of a lot of expectations that one human being cannot <laughs> cannot do it all he's like I cannot be your girlfriend you have to find a girlfriend and even Nikaila which is is Candace's partner in um, in healing school that I attend I'm in my third year of healing school please check it out Candace what's the website to healing school healing soul sorry soulhealingschool.com soulhealingschool.com I'm in my third year um, and it is amazing but my husband had attended a session with me in Akila a couple times and I was humbly put in my place <laughs> I mean we want them to um, keep a shelter provide food provide safety um, provide relationship and intimacy and sex and we also want them to be our best friend and talk about all the things and that's kind of a lot to put on someone and in the book she talks about all these different kind of relationship paradigms and that we don't need to get everything from one person and one person ah, that's a lot it's a lot of pressure and they their talent may not be that either nope not at all and that's the beautiful thing and that's why we have relationships not only with our partners but with hopefully friendships and our families yes. because each person gives us an opportunity to know ourselves and meet some of our needs that maybe our partners can't and it's powerful when we can have a huge community and actually that is our natural state of being truly is to have this love that's connected to all not just one person it's this ability to see like hey that's why we have community that's why we can connect and reach out to people because we're knowing all these different pieces of ourselves especially love through others okay so in sufi healing remember when i took that sufi class and they talked about the 99 names of god meaning there's 99 aspects to god um or characters maybe that's a good word or aspects characters but and I have the card set here so I meditate on each aspect of God um, whenever I feel led but there in the Sufi teaching is our heart 
where God is, is um, we can invite all the different aspects. And maybe in a la in, the, in one lifetime, we may not get them all. Like, not all will have um, all the different abilities of God or the different characters like compassion or or um, like freely giving or just so there's so there's 99 so I mean, there's, there's a lot um, but it reminds me of that of how we put it all on one person but then we forget that God isn't everyone like whatever God, source, creator, divine creator created has an aspect of itself in that person. And so each person we meet will have those things or those characters or those that that need that we want to have because it um it just remind me of that like I can I go to you because I want this yummy feely warm feeling that Candace gives <laughs> and I go to Candace when I need to be told to you know just straight in your face and oh, that's have it <laughs> oh who do I yeah, you send me <laughs> oh yeah and I go to Nakila. I go to Nakila for like tell it how it is don't sugarcoat it no soft fluffy clouds or <laughs> rainbows around it which I like both and at, at first to be honest, I didn't. She told me that I would like you, and I thought, no, I only like you, Nakila. I don't want anybody else. I limited, and I wanted Nakila to be all the things, right? And I was just afraid to venture out into new relationships. And she said, no, you guys are so like. She'd been telling me this for over a year, a year and a half gone by, and you reached out to me, and I was still like, ah, I don't really want to get to know you. I don't. I don't feel you and you're too soft and you're too nice <laughs> and you're too cuddly like I didn't you know um, and I was very in my masculine at the time so I think your beautiful mothering feminine energy was a little bit like uh, um, but over time I realized how much I missed and and needed that feminine mothering energy in my life because I didn't have it growing up so um i love that you guys are partnered and and that i can have both <laughs> yeah and that's the funny thing is um so especially as we talk about relationships and that you know our partners can't fulfill all guess who else i attracted which is my business partner nikaila who is a lot like my husband in many ways where they have that straight up in your face i'm going to tell you how it is because this is just the reality of it and it's because I don't have that essence, right? And I'm learning through them that power, that independence, that confidence. Yes. For me, like my heart, um, I just love so deeply and so much, but there's so many wounding patterns around it yeah. that then um, I can't just handle someone that's like so straight up in my face all the time. Like I need that um, experience in the model of love. And oftentimes I do gravitate towards a lot of other people that have that masculine strength and energy because it's something that is deficient in my life. So I'm, I look for those, well, not con uh, consciously look, but my soul gravitates towards those kind of people because it's like this beautiful experience of the equal and opposite side of me that I'm learning to hone in on and incorporate in my life. I think you hit it on the nose is we have it in us. It's not that 
you didn't have that, you know, go-getter, like, harder in you, like I said in the Sufi teachings, it's all there. We just have to kind of uncover the onion layers and remove some of the, um, the, the trauma triggers or we have to remember because maybe we had lost the remembrance of it, but the complete God is within us. We just don't access all of, the, all of it. Um, okay, so she talks about in the book the 10, there's 10 steps. 10 stages of Stages. Can you go over that with us? <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm going to use my book because I will get them messed up, but I do know the first one which is the lovely honeymoon romantic stage. Dun, dun, dun. Everyone knows this one, right? Everyone's like, oh my God, I just met this person. They're all googly-eyed and happy and everything feels like like unicorn and rainbows. And it's like they have like permagrin and you're just so excited because you finally met somebody that you feel like can solve all your problems, meet all your needs and give you this fantastic blissful life because that's all we really do think about. We have this connection and I am like full force going into it, right? So that, my dears, is the beautiful honeymoon romantic stage, right? However, the next part that comes in is called the commitment stage. And this is where we like make a promise to each other. It's like, I promise to only be with you, whether it be girlfriend, boyfriend, or whatever form of relationship you're in, girlfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Um, and or you either move in with a partner and or you get married. It's a form of commitment that underneath it, it's like, oh hell yeah this person is mine and I've got them and they're gonna satisfy me and make me the happiest person on earth. Amen, right? Okay, now we move into the third stage. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and, what <the laughs> and what that looks like is called, I'm sorry, I just wanna get the right, right name for it. It's called the crisis. And the crisis occurs when something that you totally thought they were on board with is completely different. One example is all of a sudden you've been dating quite a while and they get you a birthday present and you open it up and it's like something that you don't like. I had this happen. An ex-boyfriend of mine gave me this perfume and I do not like perfume. <laughs> I like <laughs> essential oils. I like all this mm. natural stuff and I was like, and I, it was so rude at the time, but I was like, really? We've been dating for two years and you give me a bottle of perfume, right? <laughs> um, and it was at that moment of this crisis of like, wait a minute, he doesn't know me as much as I thought he knew me. Like, he has got it all wrong. I'm pissed off. I'm angry. I'm like, return this, right? And then to him, like, oh, this ungrateful witch like what's going on here and then we get into a fight and it's like oh no this small minute crisis i thought we were in love i thought we were okay and boom the vase cracks and what's inside is getting exposed mm. so then we have the stage four which is called the ordeal and this is the power struggle because now we're realizing like the commonalities we have, they're there, but there's some deeper truths within both of us that, hey, we have definitely lived different lives and I am not the same as you and now we're having to work through 
these wonderful power struggles to see who's gonna rise to the top, right? And especially if I've taken on masculine roles sometimes and you're with a, a man, you're gonna bump heads and compete. Whereas sometimes, like if I am in that softer region, like we fit, right? Mm -hmm. Or if he's softer and I'm more masculine, we fit. But ultimately, there's a power struggle that shows us like, oh my God, everything I thought was going to be is not going to be. So the expectations go out the door, disappointments rise, maybe even resentments and anger. And we're trying to figure out, uh oh, what the hell did we do? Because now we're committed and now we're fighting and love is not supposed to be this way, right? Wrong. This Sounds is familiar. Yeah. This is actually where the soul takes the lead. The soul is like, yes, baby, we need these differences because guess what? You're bringing up inside of you the things that you have smushed down, especially if you're single and you're not really wanting to take a look at it. Like you're getting triggered. When you're triggered, this is something that's activated within you and says, vroom, whatever is in here is my problem, not yours, but you're triggering it in me. So the soul's like, this is juicy stuff. This is the stuff that's needing to be brought up, needing to be healed. And even though you're in a fight, this is like the best thing that could ever happen to you because it's no longer dormant inside of you, right? It doesn't so, feel like that when you're going through it. The same. No way. Uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, that's, this is like the place where most people split up, break up. Yeah. And let go of things because I ain't going to deal with that, right? Well, you feel like enemies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like you're not even like, who are you? You're an enemy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Danger, who danger. I thought you were. Mm -mm, that's not you. <laughs> who is this person that came into my life? You are not yeah. him. You're not her. Right. So here, the next stage um, after the ordeal and the power struggle is called chaos. And this is where we lose control because guess what? The people that were in the relationship in the first place has been the mass, like I idealized mm. self. Mm -hmm. And now the shadows are coming out and basically they're fighting, they're raging, they're blaming, they're doing all kinds of things. And this is the part where it says, you know, the soul goes, just let go, let go of it all because it's going to be chaotic. All this other stuff is coming up. And this is a point to, to like really know that you are not in control. And if you just let the relationship like work on you, you will be healed. Mm, that's a good. That's a good way to put it. Let the relationship work on you, meaning let it reveal, let it teach, let it let it do what it came to do. Exactly. Oh, so good. Exactly. So then, when the arrival of chaos is announced, this is kind of where, you know really dark deep behaviors come on because we're coping with the mess right it's like forget you i'm gonna have a secret affair forget you i'm gonna move out forget you we're gonna grow apart and there's nothing in common anymore so let's divorce right however if you can get through those thoughts and misconceptions about what you think you need to do right you get into this phase called surrender and this is really the awakening phase Right? Because when you surrender, you really give up the expectations, you give up these identities, you give up the roles, you give up what you think you know, so you can open up to what you don't know and begin anew. And this is kind of where the relationship reset comes into play because it's like, okay, well, I thought I knew that this is what a relationship is and if I can just let go and be guided in a new direction, then maybe this relationship's gonna work. So 
I think here too in the surrender phase you do gain emotional strength like if you had gone through all that power struggle you actually redefine yourself as maybe more powerful brave yeah. right or more loving and patient because you realize like these are the attributes that you're needing in order for you to heal personally so that's the beauty of that I and found myself to be more accepting oh yeah of especially of myself and then when I became way more accepting of this is who I am this is what I like these are my needs this is what my redefined I mean 23 years together you're gonna change and grow and mutate and evolve is just accepting it and stop trying to stuff it in the box of what you think it's what, like we originally thought marriage was supposed to be 20 years ago and we're still trying to create that same thing it's but acceptance of myself and then I became when I did that I was able to accept him so much better and then the relationship just got even better like better now than when we were in our 20s Aww. and he's 50 <laughs> That's awesome. And that's so true. I love that. And um, I'll make reference to another book I'm reading. Um, it's called Passionate Marriage. And a lot of times, especially when we're in these older ages, 40s, 50s, 60s, is when we can reach higher heights in sexuality and intimacy. Because emotionally, because we've mm -hmm. gone through these endeavors and we're not those teenage horn dogs that just kind of want to, <laughs> you know, um, be together because you look good and you're awesome and I like you, right? <laughs> so ultimately, when we do get to these older um, ages of ourselves, we are refined, right? We're learning to open up more and not hold things in and not be so superficial in, in the way we do things. So um, That sounds more like a soul connection. Oh, yeah. Like an intimate. And I've always told him like I you know we don't have intimacy we don't intimacy and he's like you know I think it just the word maybe was too big or too it can mean so much or it's hard to define that word but I thought I knew what I but now that I'm older and we've gone through all this personal growth individually um, now I can feel what intimacy is it does feel like energetic soul connection as opposed to, oh, we have things in common, or or we have we have the same topics we like to talk about, or the same things we like to do, um, or our kids, or our jobs. You know, it just it goes way past those super, like you said, the superficial things. It's so nice, so and nice. Yeah, those are important. Obviously, having kids, having <laughs> things are important, but that is a I call it three dimensional world thing where mm -hmm. it's like the things that we get to partake in in this world because it's so pleasurable and brings us so much joy and the soul connection which is actually tied to this transformation stage which is the last stage is really when we get into true love and not mm -hmm. the love where it's the sentimentality energy it's truly from this place of knowingness and understanding and soul connection because from there it's like like we were talking about things can grow upwards and more of the intimacy, more beautiful sex, more everything starts to take place because we're being real. We're no longer the pretenses of our mask, pretenses of the shadows or anything else that we've taken on upon us as an idea. We literally come out of our shell and become our true selves with each other. Yeah, she does talk about in the book um, having our relationship with ourselves. 
too. And I really believe that that self-love first and that relationship, that intimate relationship with self, giving to ourselves, pleasuring ourselves, putting ourselves as priority in our day before everybody else, that made a huge difference in my marriage, which is such a backwards thinking, I think, from what we were trained from from you know generations past is that we put everybody else first and that if you put yourself first you're seen as as being selfish like going for a career um you know women in the past were seen as being selfish if she went for a career instead of focusing on pleasing her husband and having kids for him um but it has made a huge difference and she talks about also how in the beginning of time, marriage was not the way we looked at it, the way that we see it now. Um, it was mainly for survival reasons. Like you live in a cave and there's you're trying to avoid danger, make sure that everybody survives danger, and you're and you pick a partner that you can survive with. And then over time and religion, it and I, I believe too, patriarchy, a way to, um, hmm, how do you put it? Like it, it, it became all, almost it felt like a part of control, but um, because it made you have to define it a certain way. And from the beginning of the book, like what I read in the beginning of the show was that we're seeing that these definitions don't work anymore and we hear terms get thrown around like a joke like oh my work husband or my work wife um but and i thought that was dangerous when i was in church i thought those were dangerous terms because i'm like oh don't play with the devil like you're if you tempt yourself that could happen but now realizing we do need that stuff we do need an emotional you know like she talked about a woman who had um a emotional husband like a husband for emotions that lived across the country so they never get to see each other <laughs> but but they have that and they have their intimate partners but the definitions are changing oh absolutely because there's so many different forms of relationships coming into play it's not just a marriage form that is actually just acceptable anymore and that's the thing is when we've had this idea of marriage everyone just thinks of it in a way where if I'm not a part of it I'm missing out on something or if I am a part of it like how do I keep it together and ultimately sometimes we're in it and we're like but I don't like it we yeah. have to really be true to ourselves and there's so many different ideas now because there's multiple um, forms such as um, polyamory there's um, you know having a boyfriend while you're being married and it you know the husband might be okay with it there's also people having multiple affairs and going off to different countries and having relationships that way it's what you feel is true to you and it's not anymore stuffed into this box of marriage although with marriage you get the tax perks and government perks <laughs> and all that beautiful stuff and maybe save money financially but Again, those things are the three-dimensional world, and if we kind of like take a step back from this notion of marriage and what's acceptable, we're really coming into a place where it's 
all acceptable. It's like, are you okay with it? Are you truthful with the people you're with in it? And if so, then by all means, have some fun. <laughs> yeah. There was one point in my life where I considered being a cuddle buddy and, and people pay for those. Because if you don't have touch in your life, like physical touch, it lowers your immune system. It, it, um, it robs your essential essence. It, 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 we're meant to have physical touch and physical connection with, with others. You have an agreement, of course, of like what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. But like for people who have spouses overseas fighting in a war or in the military that they don't see for months and uh, you know for months and months and they just need a hug or they need someone to rub their feet or they need someone just to hold them and and spoon but um but there's an agreement with all of those involved and there's a consensus there's an agreement and i think that's what a relationship is about if we're all in agreement of okay i can't meet your needs at this time i'm not there or like my husband said hey these are things i don't do so you have to figure out what how you're going to be able to get them and i'm like okay well that makes sense um but we're all in agreement and who says just because society says it doesn't look this way these past structures and systems that it's still not love and I believe God is in everything. And if God is pure, unconditional love, and God is in all, then why isn't that God too? And that's where um, Daphne Rose Kingma is talking about is that we are eventually evolving to all that. Because as we expand our circles into like opening and being vulnerable and sharing this kind of intimacy and level of love with everyone we meet it doesn't have to be sexual right that doesn't have to be there at all but if we can treat our mailman just like we treat our partner if we can treat you know um the kid down the street like we treat with our sister that is all love right mm -hmm. and um, we're learning that more and more and opening up to that but it takes um, openness and vulnerability and letting go of the heart walls that cover our heart because we've been hurt so much like we're really in a place right now where we're becoming more conscious of our love for one another and in that we are vibrating at that higher level and so more and more people are awakening to love and um, allowing that love in and it's powerful like I love Nikaila immensely and you know we don't have sex but we are partners you know? <laughs> yeah um, I love my husband immensely and we don't have we have sex and I and we're good you know it's it's this beautiful um, experience of opening up the door to more and more of the people around you instead of just keeping it within the marriage it's just allowing this beautiful partnership to open up and I even like how she um, had the example of you know oftentimes we become friends with these different couples and um, one of the examples she had was like these two couples lived um, close to each other one of the husband became a support to the other wife when the other husband couldn't and vice versa but they all had the agreement again mm -hmm. where there's no hanky-panky but they could truly trust and love each other within the boundaries and the agreements that they had and it was beautiful and they were able to have this true connection uh, as a as these two couples moving through life together yeah so yeah 
so powerful. I think we have lived as a society of putting God in a box of this is what God looks like. This is what God does. This is what God wants. And then um, in that last book I read, um, The God Solution, is that we tend to act in a way of what we think God is. And so this book really helps you take God out of that box, take off all of the limitations we put on God, all the labels and and all the just all the expectations because if we're doing that to God then we're doing that to us and then we don't get to really have a real relationship with ourselves. How can you get to know yourself if all you are is all this taught stuff? And so this book was really beautiful of like, here you go, just think outside of the box and explore and really get to know yourself and really have that pure relationship with yourself so you know what it is that you need, what you want, what turns you on, what brings you joy, what brings you life. <laughs> this was a fun book. Thank you for recommending it to me. And I do have to say to everybody that Candice and Nikaila are amazing healers and teachers. And so this first part of this, this book, uh, I mean, the book was mostly about relationships. But again, like when you go through those stages in a relationship, you really realize it's your own shit. <laughs> it's your own stinky doo-doo that needs to be examined and become aware of so you can make it into beautiful better roses um, and if you really are trying to fix the other person um, take a different look at it and and look at yourself look at yourself <laughs> yeah and join healing school sacred yes. healing school soulhealingschool.com Soul and if healing you school. are um, definitely in a place where you are in a relationship and you're yeah. feeling all out of sorts then I invite you to my relationship reset workshop and you can go to candacebox.com and click under courses and you'll find the relationship reset and what my husband and I will support you in navigating these expectations and identities to begin to like really come into a a very neutral space with your partner so that you can bring in more love and more connection. I love your husband. <laughs> okay, so they're great partners because you have you are an ex expert on heart chakra stuff and he's really good at that third chakra stuff, which you'll learn more when you work with these two if you don't know what chakras are and, and the wounding patterns that go with them that end up making a lot of our decisions. <laughs> unconsciously for us <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, yes oh and you're like why am I in this space again why am I going through this again because you have to deal with yourself <laughs> you have to uncover and heal a lot of those things within yourself thank you I am blessed to have you in my life of course all the time I call her when I'm in dire need and it's happened <laughs> several times she lives in Hawaii and I'm like, I hope it's not too early over there, but I'm in need. I feel sick or I feel anxiety or I feel stress or whatever. I can always call Candace. So I'm blessed to have her in my life. Thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. Yay. Yay. Cheers again. Cheers.
cheers and happy birthday once again thank you (laughs) stay tuned everybody five minute meditation right after these messages truth 
that only what God created is real. Everything else is from our own creation and we have the power to manifest and create whatever we seek to create. Raise your frequency and raise your vibration to the level of your dreams. And if your dreams and visions have lowered to the frequency of your current fears and feelings, raise your emotions, raise your feelings, raise the joy within you. Remember that you are light. Remember you are joy. Restore your passion. Restore. Deep breath in. Restore that passion within you and that fire that burns. Bring that light up and through you. Be a brighter light than you are. And raise your frequency and then begin to raise your vision. Deep breath. Inhale in. Raise your dead, lost energies and frequency. Raise them from the dead and bring them back to light and life. Restore. Heal. Deep breath, inhale the breath of life into your soul. Feel the peace, the serenity, the comfort and confidence of love, light of God within you. Feel how it feels to be in your powerful self. Remind your central nervous system what peace is. Namaste. Namaste.